0: On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central ceiling and Paving, online at com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, All State Insurance Agent Mike Light, EC Agency. Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps.
1: Back here for our final show of the first semester, the Newman men's basketball team returning to action coming up on Saturday. Another tight loss for the Jets, this time in overtime last time out. Last Saturday against Fort Hayes State, 1-3, and very close losses. And, of course, first win of the year against Nebraska Kearney. Joining me is the volunteer assistant head coach for Newman University Basketball, Ari Smith, in his second year with the Jets. Ari, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously, right now you wish you were in a different spot record-wise except for the Washburn game kind of t- toss that out and they're very good I think they've got a, a good chance to win the league <laughs> that's some really good players up there in Topeka but where do you think this team is at right now mentally emotionally being one and three and and not being that far away from having a couple more wins
2: yeah you know I think we're I think we're headed in the right direction you know our guys uh they're staying the course. That's kind of been, you know, our motto so far this season. You know, stay the course. We got a young team, lots of new guys, you know, and uh, there's lots of learning going on right now. And obviously, with the with the loss of scrimmages and loss of non-conference games, you know, we are just thrown right into the fire. Yeah. And so we feel like we've been doing a pretty good job so far this year, and uh, already we see such big improvements from uh, from the beginning of the year. So we feel good about where we're going right now.
1: The the setbacks in terms of coronavirus obviously have been tough and they've hit a lot of different teams not just your team Uh, what do you think has been the most difficult part about trying to navigate this early season Uh, you guys had to get quarantined a couple of times and like you mentioned lost all of your scrimmages how difficult has that been to overcome with so many new faces on the roster this year yeah, you know, I think one of the big things about uh, about success in
2: college basketball season is being able to get into a routine, you know, of the, the da- daily procedures that you're going about to be successful and to develop your skills and everything like that. And so when your schedule is constantly changing and constantly getting new information and things are changing, you know, you know it throws all that out of whack. So you just have to be a lot more flexible this year, um, have to be prepared for anything. And so, you know, that's been a constant thing that we've had to talk to our guys about.
1: What do you think is the most important aspect of integrating new players into existing program? Because you guys have, I think, 10, maybe even 11 new guys on the roster this year. I believe that it is a record for a number of new players on a Newman men's basketball team in the D2 era for the program. Um, And obviously this has worked out before back in the Heartland Conference welcoming in new players. Uh, Had a couple of really special years back there before you showed up. What do you think is the key to bringing guys into a system?
2: You know, I think one of the big things for for this group that we found was the -the off-the-court relationship building, you know, and so we really focused on that uh, going into the season, um, taking time every week to uh, sit down as a whole group and really get to know each other off the floor. Um, And I think those relationships that we established before we even ever stepped foot on the court um, really helped to bring this team together
1: closer and faster than we normally would have. Talking with Ari Smith, the volunteer assistant coach for Newman men's basketball. Obviously, Fort Hays State was a tight one for you guys. In every game that you have lost here at home, it has been a one-possession game at some point in the final minute. Um, I know you don't need to re- me to remind you of that. I'm just doing that for the viewers and the listeners out there. I know that you're well aware, but um, but overtime against Fort Hayes State, ended up losing by six in the extra session. You know, and I talked with Coach Allen after the game. There's so many just little itty-bitty things. Was there any one of those little itty-bitty things that, that stood out to you as you were watching on the bench? You
2: know, I think the the thing that was causing us problems against Fort Hayes State was just some defensive things, some defensive things we need to work on, small, small rotation issues, that type of thing. The thing that's encouraging about that is that, that's an issue that's fixable. You know, we had some other issues earlier in the season. You know, as far as getting guys to to play to the level of standard that we want to hold. You know, and uh, so now the fact that we're able to fa- focus on some small basketball details and those are the separating things. We feel good about that.
1: What's it been like coming in here and learning from Coach RJ Allen these last couple of years?
2: Yeah, you know, it's been great. I really, I don't think I could have fallen into a better situation. You know, with both Coach Allen and Coach De Priest, um, they're all about teaching and sharing every aspect of the process and so i've been able to be exposed to every aspect of coach allen's process and and how he does things and it's just been great learning for me
1: well and last year you got to learn from one of the all-timers here in the city league ron allen what was it like to have the old man around
2: yeah it's great we miss him a lot i mean we talk about him a lot still you know (laughs) i bet when you have a personality like that and he leaves your program you know it's it's a big hole to fill but um you know lots of good words of advice from coach allen
1: so, uh, Coach Allen, if you're watching, shout out to you. We do miss you, and we'll miss you on the on the bus here in the second semester. Well, what are your career goals? Obviously, uh, don't want to be uh, in this spot forever, want to move up the ranks. Uh, what, what are your career aspirations? Do you want to be a director of ops, of head coach, assistant coach? What do you think uh, is, is coaching something you're going to want to continue to pursue after the season?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, coaching is, is my passion. Um, you know, I've already tried to have a normal 9-to-5 career, and it's not for me, <laughs> know so um, I've been coaching for all, for quite a few years now and really excited to continue my development you know wherever it takes me it takes me but I'd love to be a head coach um, at the highest level um, in my lifetime so uh, if you don't mind me asking
1: what was the nine to five job
2: uh, you know I was a communications manager for a non-profit okay. actually
1: um, I did that for about seven
2: eight months sure um, and yeah it just wasn't for me office work is not for me
1: not not for you I mean you do have you do realize there is some office work here at, at in the coaching ranks as well. Absolutely, the office work here though it's all centered on my passion. You know, sure, it's, sure. It's
2: film. It's breaking things down. You know, it's talking to players. What is your uh,
1: primary responsibility here? What are the kind of things that Coach Allen uh, has you doing to get ready on a week to week, game to game basis?
2: Right. Yeah. So I, I handle uh, scouts as long as well as uh, Coach Nola and Coach Dupree. So um, we split up the scouting reports. We do that kind of stuff. Um, I also help out with. With, with some of the offensive structure, um, we talk about, you know, defensive assignments and that ca- kind of thing. So um, really all kinds of things, just helping wherever I can, you know, helping Coach Noll out with, uh, with scheduling and game day arrangements and that type of stuff as well.
1: So you are, are you more, did I hear that right, that you're more predominantly focused on the offensive side of the ball or do you kind of look at both sides of the ball?
2: Well, I would say I'd look at both sides of the
1: ball, but I would say that more of my focus goes into the offense. More of the ball, so f- yes. more focus on the offense. So mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the offense with, you know, your guys being right there uh, scoring a, a decent clip, But you've had very good individual performances in, in I think, almost every game except for Washburn. Mm -hmm. You guys have had somebody who has showed out. Brandon Bud in the first two games, then Joel Boyce in these last two games has Mm -hmm. been really, really good for you guys. Uh, How do you continue those guys? And obviously, Brandon not not going to score 23 every game, but how do you let him – Get out there and and do his thing with Joel Boyce and get more of the offense, more players to step in and and be contributors on a consistent basis.
2: Right, and that's exactly what we've been talking about. We want to get everybody clicking at one time, so it's not just a couple guys one night, a couple guys the next night, you know. And so that's that's where we're headed. That's where we got to get to. Um, I think right now it's it's just building chemistry. You know, I think we got to continue to build chemistry so that uh, we are getting. Guys opening their spots, that type of thing, um, and getting everybody rolling in one
1: night. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but I'm, I'm certainly going to tell you this. Um, you know, walking, watching – watch a lot of Newman men's basketball practices, and, you know, obviously you said you want to be a head coach. Has anybody told you you have the head coach's voice? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, actually our, some of our players this year told me that uh, – uh, the first time they heard me yell they were scared so <laughs> you know i'd say that's a good starting point
1: yeah that you wouldn't think that a voice like that would come out of a body like that but but it does when when did you realize that you know hey i can i in a in a uh, in a loud gym um, i think you're going to be able to get your your message across that that could be helpful yeah you know um
2: I mean, I first started coaching when I was a freshman in high school, and so I've been I've been yelling on the sidelines for for several years now. Um, but uh, when I was when I was a high school junior, um, I was team captain for for my high school for the first time, and uh, that's when I first started getting the inclinations that uh, my guys were hearing me, whether I was on the sideline <laughs> or on the floor.
1: So, Well, final question for you. Uh, Central Oklahoma coming up, and I know you've got still uh, more prep to do because you've got a week off this week. Don't play mm-hmm. on Thursday, so it's not until Saturday. But uh, what are your thoughts on what's going to make you guys successful against the Broncos? Well, you know, the thing with UCO is they change their defenses a lot. So I think that's
2: going to be a big thing for us is just recognizing what defense they're in and, and being confident and handling it with poise no matter what they're in. Um, and so that's one of the things we got to prep for this week. Um, and I think as long as we just continue to develop on the defensive end and develop together with our chemistry, I think we'll be, we'll be in a good spot.
1: Ari Smith, assistant coach in his second year under Coach R.J. Allen here on the Newman men's staff. Once again, doubleheader action comes your way on Saturday as the men take on Central Oklahoma. Coach best of luck to you. Thanks so much for the time. All right. Thank you for having me. Next up, we'll ha- have a sophomore on, or beg your pardon, a senior on, fifth-year senior. How could I ever think she was a sophomore? She's been here for a while. Abby George, she's the second all-time leading rebounder in Newman women's history. We'll have her on next on the JetCast. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers, With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving.
3: Mel Hamilton Ford
2: has
4: been essential to this community since 1984. 2020 has been a crazy year that none of us will ever forget.
0: As we come to the end of this unbelievable year,
4: we want to thank you for trusting us.
0: We will always take care of our customers. When you visit the dealership to buy a car or bring your vehicle in for service,
4: we want you to experience the difference. Our customers will always come first. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from our family to yours.
1: Back on the JetCast as we hit you with our last one of 2020. The women's basketball team returning to action on Saturday, their last home game, last game of the first semester as they welcome in. The Central Oklahoma Broncos. And so we're now we're joined by a senior, fifth year player from Australia who is now the number two all time leading rebounder in Newman Jets history, Abby George. Abby, thanks so much for the time. Welcome. Uh, end of 2020, um, how good does it feel to have finally made it to the end of this crazy year? Uh,
4: it's. Um yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. I mean, there's probably only more to come, but um <laughs> grateful that we've been able to make it this far with the season and that I've been able to return back to America.
1: Yeah, what, what what's that been like? You know, you guys have kind of gone through a roller coaster of emotions of well, the season's delayed or maybe it's not going to happen. And, you know, for the most part, I know that there was that little the little hiccup at the beginning of the year, but for the most part, you guys have gotten to play and, and gotten to get out there on the court. What's it been like to, to get an opportunity to play when for a long time that was in doubt?
4: Yeah. Um Oh, there was so much like apprehension ab- around it all. Like um, no one really knew what was going on. And then there's so many mixed emotions at the <laughs> beginning, just like, well, should we really be playing? And it's like, we want to play, but like, should we really be playing kind of thing? So I think everyone's really relieved that we did get the opportunity to play. And I'm very grateful this being my senior year. Um, and it's kind of been smooth sailing since we have started playing, apart from, like, the one quarantine we had. Right. But um, that came kind of came at a good timing for the team, I guess, um, if we had to do any. And, um, yeah, no, it's been good so far.
1: And so, so far, so good in the season after that. Yep. Um, obviously, with Fort Hayes State, you take out that third quarter. You guys actually tied them in the game, but obviously you do have to play the full 40 minutes. What did you guys learn in that game just about, you know, Making sure that you got to compete for the full forty minutes because you guys played very well in the first half and in the fourth quarter you you kept right there. But uh, the third quarter I know didn't exactly go to plan.
4: Yeah, um, we kind of always have had that struggle coming out after halftime. We either decide to fight back or we kind of just have our third quarter as a letdown quarter, which is unfortunate. And I wish we had had to come out just like have a bit of more fight to us, but. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work like that, and they were just hot on the
1: the shooters. They were. You have now moved yourself all time as the number two rebounder in the history of Newman women's basketball uh, what does an accomplishment like that mean and I didn't check to see how close you got a few more to go to be number one but what an accomplishment that would be to top off your career
4: yeah I think number one is 510 so yes. about 70 away I think which is oh that's manageable. doable yeah
1: it's short in season but that, right. that's very doable what do you attribute your rebounding prowess to
4: well, <laughs> I think it's kind of just a given. I'm surprised not more of my teammates are up there, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I just think I've been here four years. It, It is what it is kind of thing. It's probably something I should be up there for. Sure. So.
1: Sure. The finals just wrapped up. So this whole week you guys kind of get to focus just on basketball. Uh most importantly how did those finals go you were we were talking before we started recording and you think pretty well got all your grades back and pretty well on finals
4: Yeah yeah no I did pretty well on finals I had um this is my senior year I decided to kind of just have a bit of an easy course schedule so um yeah and that was pretty smooth sailing
1: how nice is it to have a few weeks where you don't have to try to balance the classroom and basketball you can kind of focus on basketball and and give your your mind a rest at least when it comes to academia
4: yeah oh it's so nice not having to go back <laughs> after a long day of like practice weights and classes and then have to worry about more schoolwork. so it's nice just to be able to relax and once you get back to your room
1: Obviously, this year has been a little bit different in terms of travel, and the coronavirus has been hitting different countries very differently. What's the situation been like in Australia?
4: Um, It's been very placid in comparison to America and a lot of other countries. So when I went home... um in, Mar- in March yeah so the Australian borders were saying like they needed to close and everyone that's abroad they need they should come back um, as soon as possible so I think it was spring break that we're on and I was actually in California and I was only there for four days, and I think it was like a week-long break. And I actually had to fly home four days into my trip, fly back to Wichita, and fly out back to wow. Australia, pack up my whole room and get everything situated the next day. Um, and so I ended up flying back, quarantining for two weeks, and then it was sort of okay. But right, right now, they're in a really good spot. They have zero cases. Everything's back to normal. So. That's
1: fantastic news. Yeah. How long of a flight is that back to Australia
4: um, just depends. So from like LAX to Sydney, it's usually around 15 hours. Wow.
1: that That's a lot of time to spend on a plane. Yeah, it is. So for Christmas break coming up, uh, do you normally get to go home? Oh, no. You, so you stay here. So what is the plan for this Christmas? Obviously, maybe some of the normal activities that you could do are not going to be quite as normal this year so what are your plans for christmas break
4: uh well usually i like to go to california and spend some time there but um with the lockdown and how the cases are there i thought it probably wasn't wise so i'm actually going to las vegas with brooke on the team Oh, okay yeah so that should be a really good time
1: (laughs) well and and that that Kind of goes into my next question here. Um, I think I think it was you. Somebody mentioned the, the core four of uh, the the roommates of you, Braxton, Bailey, and and Brooke, uh, in in the room this year. Uh, what's that been like? And I think somebody said that you guys would maybe make the best reality show uh, on the yeah. team. Why is that?
4: <laughs> well, I think just because there's six of us seniors this year, and we all kind of just clicked, and. Uh, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you why we relate so much, but just we just get up to so much much mischief in comparison <laughs> to the last years. I think probably because it's our senior year, and we're like, okay, let's just make the most out of it. Let's, sure. do, let's do everything we can.
1: Well, uh, and also in the uh, – and this is all from Off the Radar, by the way, which is on the Newman Athletics YouTube. You were also voted on the team most stylish. <laughs> were you surprised at that? And what do you think makes you the most stylish on the team?
4: Uh I mean, I can't say I was really surprised because I do, everyone knows I have the most clothes. <laughs> I brought I brought a lot of clothes over my freshman year and so I just seem to keep accumulating them. Sure. And yeah. it's kind of getting a little bit out of control. So if anyone needs clothes, they just kind of come to my room. They're like, oh, just go to Abby's room to get something to wear. You don't have anything to wear? Go to Abby's room. Um, uh, what do I think about it? Um I, I kind of pride myself in how well, I look and I... There's nothing wrong with that. Right, and um, I look forward to kind of getting dressed up, so I would hope that that kind of pays off.
1: Sure. Yeah, in my business, you don't have to worry about style so much, so uh, I can't really relate on that level. Um, someone who maybe can relate, though, is actually your student assistant coach... Maria Saldana and she's got your question chain question so for those of you who are on the stream you'll get to watch that now and you'll hear it right now.
3: Out of your 10 years of being here which year has been your favorite? (laughs) Yeah
1: (laughs) that's a pretty good question so uh you have been here a long time yeah um what are your thoughts on that and and your favorite year here? (sighs)
4: So it was rude 10 years (laughs) not that long um Uh, I would probably have to say my freshman year or this year. It's been pretty fun.
1: Why why would you say freshman and and this year? What makes these two years stand out? Are you talking about your... Your red shirt freshman year or, like, the first year? I know you hated not playing when yeah. you first got here.
4: Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about my red shirt freshman year. Okay. Uh, it was very frustrating, like, not playing at all. But I think um, I enjoyed it so much just coming to America initially. It was just a huge thing for me. And just the whole process of getting to learn the new culture norms of America, the foods, new sure. people, just adventuring. So that was always just, like very new to me and I enjoyed that time Um, and then this year just probably because I'm older um, have a lot more friends in Wichita so there's just like a few more things to do I mean obviously with COVID it's restricted but just in general um, yeah it's been a lot more fun I'd say.
1: I know that you've got a lot of time to try to figure out what exactly you're going to do with your degree once you graduate what uh, do you think you're going to stay in America will you go home to Australia have you made up your mind yet?
4: Um I haven't or full- go somewhere else maybe. Yeah, I haven't fully made up my mind and the whole covid thing is kind of thrown a spanner in the works (laughs) because i I bet i thought i had made up my mind but with this extra year they've given us um yes it's it's very yeah yeah it's kind of got me thinking originally i was going to do an opt which is kind of like a year extension of the student visa okay um, and you can have a year a year here doing um degree related work so i was planning on doing that because i did want to stay in america i just think there's a few more opportunities for me over here at this time. but now with the extra year, I'm looking into doing my master's. So I will be here for 11 years for <laughs> Um So maybe, yeah, be here a little bit longer.
1: Hey, you know, and, and I, I would welcome that. I would love to have you back on the show next year. Uh, final question for you. You've got a central Oklahoma team coming up that's been a little bit on the ropes here. These last couple of games came out of the gate really strong, won their first two games. Broncos have now lost two in a row. Uh, you guys have done a really good job defensively this year in in pretty much all your games. Only had a bad quarter against Emporia State, and not the performance against uh, uh, Fort Hays State. But other than those two games, you guys have really been locked down, especially in the post. You're going to be facing one of the premier post players in the entire conference Kelsey Johnson coming in already's got I think two 30 point games and averaging over 20 I think she's averaging 26 points a game coming into this into this uh into this one into this week so um your thoughts about what you and the other post players need to do to try to keep Johnson at bay and and, and hold her down obviously she's gonna gonna be tough to shut her out mm-hmm. but you just want to make sure that she's inefficient in the post how do you do that defensively
4: right um Well, I'm sure uh, Coach Spence will probably have a little method for (laughs) us. I'm sure. Uh, personally, I would probably just like to shut her down, kind of let everyone else figure something else out. And then if she gets the ball, probably could just collapse on her, I'd say. Um, similar to the K-State game when we had that big six-eight girl. Right, just, yeah. Just uh, do something similar to that, honestly. Just, yeah, don't let her score. Once again,
1: the, the doubleheader begins at 1.30 on Saturday. So we'll have the pregame show for you, 1.15 here on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Abby, thank you so much, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Joanna Pryor, Athletic Director for Newman. will wrap up this semester of the JetCast when we come back. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and break too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands?
4: Check out your All-State agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121.
0: Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student-athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman Athletic Facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes, discounts at the new online Jet Store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics.
1: Wrapping up episode number twenty-nine of the JetCast. Here, our last segment of the year. We will not be back until after the Christmas break, and so we'll see you then. But uh, might as well end the first sem- semester where we started with the athletic director, Joanna Pryor, here at Newman University. Joe, uh, been a heck of a heck of a year, heck of a semester. Uh, Kind of glad to be putting this thing in the rearview mirror. I'm sure you are, too.
3: Absolutely. I felt like maybe we were crawling to the finish line.
1: Yeah, limping to the finish line. What what has this year meant for you just in this, you know, sports has been affected by coronavirus so much in terms of processes, financially, and a a lot of it has been negative. Um, Has there been anything positive that you could take away from this experience this year?
3: You know, there's some things I think that we've been able to change and do that are for the better that we'll continue to do, and um, ways that we've engaged with coaches, with student athletes, uh, with our alums, and, you know, doing some things that we've done on social media that right. we might not have done and ramped a lot of that up. So, uh, yeah, there's some good, but. Uh, not enough. Sometimes it's hard to get. Get through the bad to see sure. the good. Uh,
1: what would you have told? This is a kind of a question chain from, uh, you're going to get one, by the way. This is not it. But if you could go back to January 1st, 2020, <laughs> and tell yourself one thing, what would you tell yourself about this year? And what advice would you give yourself on on what is to come?
3: Hmm. Well, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's why I um, asked it.
3: You know, when I interviewed for this job, I said that, and maybe I set myself up for this, Yeah. but I said that I wanted to be here to help our coaches get through some tough times, not speaking to the coronavirus, (laughs) um, but that I could be the person that could do that. Right. And so therefore the situation was set up for me. Yes. And I've been the one that's been here.
1: You're aware of that now. Yep. Well, uh, he- here we are going into year two in the MiAA. How has that transition been going to the MiAA? I know you guys have had members about full membership status. Mm-hmm. Where is that process in, and and has that been has that timeline been changed at all because of? Coronavirus coming Mm -hmm. in and kind of wrecking with everything.
3: Yeah. So we had our site visit in October, which was supposed to be in July. (laughs) Um, So it got pushed back.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah.
3: Which was fine because starting school in August with that visit, if it would have been in July, would have been pretty crazy. Um, But they came. There was an assessment team that came in October. And met with a lot of different people on campus. Um, I was in all of those meetings. And so the process right now is for them to put everything together and take it to the presidents in January. Okay. At that point, the presidents can vote to, um, you know, one of three, th- well, actually, maybe four things. Um, no membership, continued associate membership, full membership, possibly delay it. And um, the reason behind that would be we've not really gone through an entire season for spring. Right. So and so there could be an option that they may push it back to next January or even um, potentially the summer uh, just to get us through an entire season of spring.
1: Obviously, this season of spring is not supposed to be a real full season right. of spring. Um, so it would be interesting to see how that works out. Mm-hmm. How difficult has it been for you and your staff to manage the logistics of putting on events with so many more restrictions, so many more responsibilities in terms of having an extra basketball available, you know, pulling the, pulling the bleachers back, wiping off the chairs in between games, you know, monitoring masks on people, media is upstairs. What kind of a challenge has that been like just to get these games played?
3: Uh, I think the, the word of the year, as you were talking, is patience. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody wants answers. How are we going to do this? What are we going to do with this? And also knowing that it's fluid and things are going to change, and we might change the process. You know, the way we do fans right now might look different after Christmas. And Sure. Um, it, it's been interesting. I think um, we have some good people here at Newman in athletics that have great ideas and ways to do things. Um, some of the things that they've come up with, I wouldn't have been able to come up with myself. Right. And, you know, we've watched other schools online at their games and what they're doing, and, and we feel like we're really doing a good job of, of keeping the student-athletes safe, keeping the fans safe, the workers, everybody. Uh, but it's a challenge. I mean, it is. and um, And to also come across with the importance of why we're doing the things that we're doing.
1: Sure. Uh, Men's and women's basketball, obviously the men with a big win, getting their first one of the year, and three very close losses, uh, and the women uh, with a couple of wins uh, against Fort Hayes State, just a one bad quarter, but what are your thoughts on what you've seen on the basketball court so far?
3: You know, I think it's just great to see people competing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I look forward to every game, just to be able to be there and watch them, and I know they're happy to be out there and – just excited to show what they've been working on. And I think you're going to see that in the spring too, when they practice all fall, yeah, and not a game. So I think um, there's just going to be a lot of excitement. And I, I feel that from basketball, you know, I, I feel like there's not as much tension and frustration in, as in past years, perhaps in certain game situations, because I think everybody's just excited to be able to play
1: yeah we're we're excited to be able to watch that that (laughs) is for sure uh one of the big things that you had mentioned last year was uh the beginnings of the process to look at a new building whether it's a brand new building reconfiguring the space that we already have inside here for Fugate gymnasium uh obviously coronavirus has been very unhelpful let's say in that regard uh everybody's heard about how all of the finances for Division One, all the way down to Division Three, has been negatively impacted, uh, especially because of the loss of the revenue from last year's March Madness NCAA basketball tournament. And Division Two, II, Division Three, they didn't get to have their events either. So, um, where are those plans at right now, A- and how much damage has coronavirus done to what the? Whole, I think you said five years was kind of the, the timeline that you had set out. At the beginning of last year, um, obviously, adjustments might need to be made with with everything that's going on in the world. How much of a problem has coronavirus been in terms of trying to get this process kick-started of of raising money and and just looking at designs for for a new building for basketball and and volleyball?
3: Sure. Um, We have a new president. We got a new president in July. And so with that, we're going to have a new campus master plan. And oh, so the
1: old one will be discarded? Yes. Yeah, it, ha- okay. it has
3: expired gotcha. anyways. Um, so there's going to be a new campus master plan process that's going to get put into place uh, probably this next semester. I think okay. this first semester is a little busy, um, you know, with the accommodations to the classrooms oh, sure. that we've had to do and all of that stuff. So, um, So looking at that, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to be at the top of that list. I know there's other needs on campus as well. So um, I think through that process, I will voice our concerns, our wants and our needs. Sure. And and see where it goes. And
1: I know that uh, the outdoor facilities uh, at, over at soccer, the Newman Diamond Sports Complex, we have, you have a new gate there, which looks very nice. And mm-hmm. we're hoping to have a full season out there, obviously, this year. But um, I know that that's – how do you balance that because I know that they are in dire need of some things over there at the diamond sports. Um, But you know, basketball obviously is the most popular sport here at Newman, you know, no offense to any of the other sports, but it's the one that has the best attendance and the one that the, the most people are connected with as of right now, not that another sport couldn't come up and change that, but um, how do you balance the need with trying to keep your marquee sports at the top of the MIAA or moving them to the top of the MIAA, I should say, but also, Balancing the needs of what some of the outdoor sports have.
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at, and you even polled all the coaches, you're going to find that a facility for the outdoor sports is probably top on the list. Sure. Uh, We have, um, we probably have 90 plus student athletes out there. Right. When you're talking about men's and women's soccer, baseball, and softball. And, you know, they don't have running water. Right. So that is, um, that's probably one of our top priorities Uh, when it comes to facilities needs. And so that I I think once that's addressed, then we can look at the rest of it as well.
1: Wrestling, tennis, and bowling have schedules now for 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Volleyball does not yet. And what exactly that's going to look like is still kind of, Murky. I was talking to Colin behind the camera here and say, you know, he was saying that some of the normal things that we would have for volleyball maybe are not going to be in place for this year in terms of stats and standings. There is going to be some sort of a, a, a mythological MIAA tournament of some kind. Right. Um, when are we going to get details on what volleyball will look like for the 2020 season?
3: Sure. So um, once basketball got off the ground, that's when the rest of the committees for soccer and volleyball started to meet within the conference. And um, women's soccer should have their finalized schedule very soon. Women's volleyball, is the coaches are kind of working on that just because of the nature of the sport where they can play more than one match in a day. Sure. They are able to, you know, schedule some tournament-like days uh, for for conference play. And then they will kind of have – a somewhat of a MiAA tournament with no postseason after that. Um, it, it'll be a glorified spring season, is right. what I would call it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the, and then the uh, obviously you have one or I guess two because we've we talked with coach. Uh, love going about triathlon and those mm-hmm. specific challenges being such a student-led sport. But you do have one non-MIAA sport of that, of course, would be men's soccer, which plays in the Great American Conference. Yes. What have you heard from the GAC about their plans for men's soccer in the spring, and do they have any?
3: Yes, yep. So they were initially going to um – do a pod style schedule, but now everybody's going to play everybody. Okay. And um, so that'll be more of a representation of, you know, who's at the top of the conference. Absolutely, And their schedule is getting finalized as well. Um, should be out very soon. If not, nope. Not yet. Uh, getting get the nod. <laughs> nice
1: job, Colin.
3: <laughs> uh, he would know probably better than I would. Sure. Um, well, that's but it, yeah. that's his job. so job. That, yeah. So that's, um, those are all all the fall schedules are getting finalized right now because there is minimal non-conference sure. that's allowed. So um, they're still finalizing some of that.
1: How will you go about trying to manage all of these events? Because there's going to be a lot more in a compressed time than normal normally you don't have soccer in the fall in the spring you don't have volleyball to worry about and I know from working with Colin and Dave and Tim in the past you know when you've got just softball and baseball you know especially when they're both playing at home on the same weekend that's plenty and so now you're tossing you know two to three more sports Mm -hmm. possibly on top of that maybe all on the same weekend how in the world are you going to pull this off
3: I don't know (laughs) Be patient. Sure, no, no I, I, I'll be. I'll be <laughs> plenty fluid. patient. It's fluid. It is. Um, no, we've talked about it, and obviously, spring sports are going to take a priority. Uh, sure. So the ones that are playing yep.
1: in the spring in right. season and
3: still have a potential championship with the NCAA because there's nothing changed on that. So
1: the the from as of right now, soccer is not going to. There's no NCAA championship Correct. for soccer. Is the MiAa or Ga going to be conducting a Champ conference championship. They, yeah,
3: I mean, they could be doing something of that nature, but but there is no NCAA. But for championship. baseball,
1: softball, those those events have not been canceled as of today. Now, Correct. obviously, if you are wa- watching this on Thursday, who knows how what that could look like. <laughs> right. But those sports are going to be given priority yes. for right now. Yes. Okay. Yep. And we know that baseball and softball, those schedules are actually up. You can check them at mm-hmm. newmanjets.com. It'll be about February 6th, I believe, is opening day for baseball. And uh, softball is, I think, a couple weeks after that. So, uh, looking ahead, if you can, mm-hmm. to 2021 2022. So um, what do you think the schedule will look like for that athletic year. Obviously, we got great news this week. The first vaccinations for coronavirus are being administered, have been administered up in New York. Uh, obviously, that doesn't mean that we're going to be getting them anytime soon here in Wichita. We have some, but you know those have been uh, Saved for first responders, hospital workers, mm-hmm. people in nursing homes. So it's not going to trickle down to people like the normal people <laughs> like you and me anytime soon. But what's your anticipation of what events will look like in twenty one twenty two in terms of the schedule and in terms of fan participation and and what plans have the MIAA been talking about for next season? The, the next we hope regular kind of a season.
3: Well, it's hard to talk about twenty one twenty two. Because I feel like there's still to talk about about twenty there are, twenty 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 one a lot
1: we we've asked uh, about that yep
3: so uh, you know we're still trying to get through this year sure. I think if you know if COVID's still lingering I could see a similar year as far as limited competition okay um, I I think that fall sports would probably have a championship back. Okay. You know, I don't think the fall would look the same. I think the fall would look very much like what we're doing right now with basketball and what we plan to do in the spring as well. Um, So I I think worst case scenario, I would see that. Uh, Best case scenario, we're back to normal and and, nobody's wearing masks. That'd be fine with me. (laughs) We're not limiting people into games. And um, yes, that would be awesome. But I think – but I also think that you know this. This has people thinking about what's important and what's important to the student athletes, and just the opportunity to play, and not necessarily some of the other glamorous things that go with that. Um, just you know, the hard nosed, let's play some games is, is the top priority for them, and um, and so I think that's what we need to focus on, regardless of what happens.
1: Joanna Pryor, Newman Athletic Director, our last interview of twenty. 20- Twenty, uh, boy, what a what a year of the JetCast, <laughs> what a year of sports it has been, uh, Joanna. Thank you very much. Thank we'll you. see. We'll talk to you next semester, of course. Thanks, Blake. Well, that's our show. Once again, we're going to be off for the New Year holiday and for Christmas, and so we'll see you there for twenty twenty one and uh, everything that it has in store for us. So Until then, Blake Cripps saying, Go Jets.